Hello and welcome to the Film Ireland podcast. I'm Gemma Cray and I am here ahead of the IFI Film Festival with Duncan McKenna, the festival director, Jack Thornton, the director of Love Lane United and Aoife Nick Ardell, the director and star of Casual. So the IFI Festival is taking place in Dublin on Saturday the 23rd of November. So first I'll start with a, with a small range of introductions and then I'm just going to maybe ask a little bit about um, exactly your background. So we have uh, Duncan McKenna. He's the festival director. He's in chatting with us. We have Jack Thornton, whose film Love Lane United is screening at the festival. It's like a fun, energetic short about a enthusiastic uh, football manager slash dreamer who wants to put a team together <laughs> and Aoife Nick Ardell whose beautiful film Casual is half comedy half drama so yeah it's about a young woman who is going through a breakup of a casual relationship which is lots of interesting elements that come together in a surprising and fun way there so oh yeah yeah very very <laughs> interesting to watch um, so I'm just going to ask you guys just a little bit about your backgrounds first, if you could go around, Duncan, if you start. Absolutely. Um, I got into film a while back and it's always been something that I've been, I suppose, meaning to spend more time on. And one of the things I loved about the film festivals around Dublin was the short film screenings. And that's, I suppose, exactly where if he comes from where I found that the short film screenings were always packed out. I always wanted slightly more of them. And uh, this is me filling that hole in my heart. And what's your own background? Would you have done much programming before? Would you have shot shorts? Are you I, I did work critic? on yeah. two short films before. So you know the, the blood, sweat and tears <laughs> yes. that go into them. <laughs> uh, blood, sweat, tears and years. Yeah. yeah. And that's what inspired you to kind of get it together or like or how did it actually come to fruition did you meet like-minded people was it something that you set out to to just organize build it and they will come sort of thing or did you it came out of a, a conversation where i found it difficult to put together or watch or find good short films online um the selection process when you sit down in front of a computer is it's difficult. So what I wanted to do was to make short films a feature in a bite-sized feature film length that an audience can sit down and actually mingle and have a conversation around and have a more intimate experience with short films, whereas they might be considered more of a, a, a side, a sidecar sort of feature. And... You are working with Emma Fagan on this. So yeah. is when did she come on board, actually? She's... Uh, well, we she came along to the last Iffy, Iffy 3, and we got talking to her. And she's just been absolutely amazing this year in, uh, in taking care of the social media. It essentially would not be possible this year without Emma Fagan. Mm-hmm. Um, and where did the name come from, Iffy? Um, it stands for Impromptu Film Festival on the Liffey. Ah, okay, I like it. (laughs) The Y is silent. Okay. (laughs) I thought it was like, are you guys a bit dodgy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it kind of covered a lot of bases in that, where it just, it 
it seemed to suit exactly what we were going for, where the films we pick, they're not completely perfect, completely well-rounded. They've all got a slight bit of edge to them, That's uh, that they're trying out something new, they're trying out a story that hasn't been done before, or they're trying out some sort of way of shooting something, some sort of way of expressing something. And so each one of our films, dare I say, is a little bit iffy. But in the best possible way. So this brings us nicely <laughs> on to Aoife. Can you tell me a little bit about your background in film? So I was uh, an actor. Well, I still am, but I, I was an actor who didn't go to acting school. I had to go the academic route and study journalism. So I did that. And um, I speak Irish. I'm not a native speaker, but I had good enough Irish to be cast and a young person's TV show for TG Cahar, which ran for a few series. And um, so that gave me my insight into set and set life and what everyone did, because I never experienced professional drama or uh, film set before. And um, after that, you know, I, I, I sort of balanced a career in journalism with acting. Acting kind of fell by the way- wayside a bit. Um, and I think I, I went in, in the meantime to the UK and I came back. So it was around 2015 when I suddenly realized, hang on, I've been writing for years for my job. Why don't I put that creative energy into making a script? Because the the way that I write for journalism actually lends itself quite well to script writing. It's all storytelling. Um, it's yeah. all storytelling, but it's all very condensed So um, while I wouldn't say I have a novel in me, I definitely have like screenplays because there's no real, I basically say it's, it's, it's nice and concise. And uh, that's generally what script writing is. Um, So I uh, decided, well, uh, I'd like to make something. So yes, this is my debut short. Um, it is it for me anyway. Uh, was totally learning experience. Mm. I mean, I'm still learning. I'm working on a on a short short at the moment, and that in itself is a complete new experience as well. But um, so casual. I wrote the script in 2014, and I mean, I didn't have any money to make it, but I put word out there from people I'd met through my professional experience along the way a few peers and said well do you know anyone who would like to help me just so happened I got Kate Dolan and Philip Blake right after they graduated from IADT so they said yeah okay cool we like this let's 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 make it and we did and then I uh, have a friend uh, Kate Finnegan who got together a few of the other cast and then I knew uh, Fiona and I knew um, Mark from my Bow Street days so I was able to kind of get all of these people in one place to make the film now we made it in a staggered version around people's commitments and um various things didn't work out for me I had to change the script but that's the beauty of it and so we didn't get a few locations and then we gorilla shot in other locations so it was sort of I suppose the bulk of it was filmed in a few days but then the rest of it was filmed probably over the course of eight months and then it sat in the can um, while I went to the UK and then Kate and Phil went on to do their very you know they they got Screen Ireland shorts then after that oh that was the um, um, 
she did catcalls after yeah. that, yeah. So so their careers went on um, and then flourished. And so I came back to Ireland and realised, gosh, I have this film that I haven't completed yet. And there's no point in making a film unless it's complete. So I did a bit of a crowdfunding then to get the last push in. And um, I got some friends and friends of friends to put the, to, to make it, to edit it, to do some really good sound design and... Um, the film was eventually made then in 2017. Yay. So yeah, it got done. Um, but it's it's mad because I didn't know what I had because it had been so long since we'd shot it. I didn't know what to expect or what was going to come out. And I was very pleasantly surprised. I wonder if that would be um, better for the editing process. It's like mm. having really fresh eyes where you're not attached to anything and you can look at things very cleanly. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I yeah, I, and I, funnily, I, I saw the first draft. Now, I did have, I mean, I had great people working on it. Dan Butler, he 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 edited it. And uh, Rob Schlieger is a guy from England and he's this, an amazing sound designer. And um, Philip Zajanik, he did the music. So, uh I basically, I mean, when you work with really great people, uh, you're going to get something that you're proud of. So that's, yeah, so the film, it's here. And it's, it's this is actually, Ify is its last foray, I think. Mm-hmm. I think this is the the last film festival because it's been on the circuit since, oh, November 2017. So this is the last one. We'll be, sure to, <laughs> yeah. we'll, be sure, we'll be sure to give it a good send off. Yeah. yeah. And Jack? I, well... Just about my my background as well, I suppose. I um I actually studied biomedical science in college. I, uh, I when I was finishing school, I remember I didn't really think that filmmaking was a career that someone could possibly do. Um, when I was in college, I got involved in the different film societies and whatnot, and made I had a few different short films and that. And then when I finished, I decided I had no interest in science, and I wanted to try and get into filmmaking. And I started as a runner in, in screen scene and um, worked there. I, I know I work as an editor in uh, just freelance between different post houses around, the, around Dublin. And uh, meanwhile, I, I wrote Love Lane United and I put it together. I just used my own money to piece it together and use an awful lot of people that I would have met through the likes of screen scene or Windmill Lane. And that, like they all just kind of came in to just give a hand for the for it was a two day shoot. So um, big, like kind of like thirteen day or thirteen hour day on on the on the first day it was pretty intense that day. But um, so it was basically an awful like, like the way most short films are made through favors and friends, kind of helping friends and that sort of a thing. And we asked, I asked um, the, the like the screen scene and when Lane if we could use an edit suite in the evening times when there was no one there, and luckily they were okay with that. So we we worked away for. We cut it for about a year trying to mm-hmm. piece the whole thing together, and mm-hmm. um, and yeah, so basically we just we we got it we got it done. There. I'd say we only got it finished. I think it was locked and finished in May. I think just May gone there now, and so I'm actually it's only beginning. It's kind of a circuit, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, so um, sunrise and sunset. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Pass the mantle. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Hopefully as as good of a run as, as casual. Surprising run, yeah, that was great. <laughs> um, 
but yeah um yeah it's been great to to work on it especially you know the more films i make the more i i learn you know i would have started off with tiny little things and then moving on to this where i had a friend who's a cinematographer and he had a really nice equipment to shoot it and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I saw the dolly shot. I know. Yeah, because that was that was actually uh, four separate shots pieced together in, in post-production to make it all go down the whole four. way through. I thought I caught one. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize yeah. it was four. That was very yeah. sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so just little tricks like that that I picked up from working with really great people in the in the Lexus Green scene or Windmill Lane who gave me great advice on little tricks like that to kind of create the illusion, you know, and and uh, so it's, it's been a great learning experience, you know what I mean? So uh, I'm definitely going to try and now use what I've learned from this and go on forward now to kind of expand on the story of it to create the feature that I would like to eventually make. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about the feature. Are you working on a script at the moment? Yeah, so um, myself and a friend, a friend of mine who I've known, we've actually known each other since we were about maybe three or four years old. And uh, we would have got into films together and we would have written an awful lot of short films. And just so happened for Love Lane United, he was too busy to be able to get involved much in it. But then I decided now when I'm, it's, there's a big difference between tackling a seven page script and a 90 page script, you know, so the two of us are now writing it. We have a first draft finished. Um, and obviously as first drafts go, it's all over the place and you're trying to you write with your heart and then with your head, you know. But um, basically with the with the short, we kind of just set up the kind of relationships, the location, that ridiculous flat that I, I lived in that flat. And basically the idea... Can, and it like. was a, just a big dirty <laughs> sesh hole of a, of a house. And, and I, I remember I read, or a friend of mine had sent me an article about a group of like DJs, I think, in, in Norwich in the 90s who set up, uh, like they had a football team and they just did it for the fun of it. And I remember... I remember thinking that was such a hilarious idea. And I was sitting in this apartment in Love Lane, you know, paying ridiculous rent and thinking, like, what am I doing with my life? I'm, I'm a, at the time, I was a solar panel salesman for the few months and I was a terrible solar panel salesman. And um, but every basically every weekend, Love Lane would be the the host of like a good few people coming every every weekend to have great big house parties. So I thought to myself, I think it'd be very, very funny to see these people in a football team and actually try to attempt to be a part of a proper little Sunday league. Yeah, so the idea then, all of the people who are in the film, except the two main characters, are all my own friends and all people who are all based off people that I know very much so. And But then the two main characters, I kind of, the idea would be to show a sort of a, romantic sort of love story that would take place over the course of the nine months of a Sunday league a season and you see the ups and downs and the kind of ridiculous things that occur from living in such a hilariously terrible flat in oh, the middle yeah. of Dublin City you know and we, I think we all had one of those yeah. like I, I know <laughs> yeah. definitely I went to a few parties and one of those yeah. Yeah. delighted I didn't live there yeah. like leave that, that yeah. was the thing that's oh. the thing because you know living there is just very funny because you know 
after all the parties, you know, all your friends would be like, oh, right, yeah, good luck, you know. And then you're sitting there in the middle of this mess <laughs> in this little like kind of bunker of a of an apartment, oh, you know. God. And it's it's a, it's very it's hilariously awful to live in a, in oh, a yeah. flat like that, you know. Or, so. or date somebody. Maybe you can write that into yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I know this one girl when she went over to her boyfriend's house, she used to have to take antihistamines because oh, <laughs> the house was oh, so bad. Yeah, like that's oh, like wow. in this yeah. this place was moldy. I was oh. It's just so. It was just, but it was the thing about it was it was kind of bittersweet to leave it because when I moved out, you know, I just had so many hilarious, great memories in that place, mm. and I kind of have a very a good fondness now looking back on it. <laughs> so that's kind of the, the, it's as as ridiculous and awful as it was. It kind of spurred an idea for a really, I think, interesting sort of story that can take place in such a interesting, ridiculous little place. You know, mm. so. um yeah, so I suppose, yeah, the idea would just be to see, you know, these these two main characters, them living in that flat and uh, the, the guy, Benny, wants to try and start the football team and try and actually be a part of something and take a step forward in his life. And then the character Laura would be in, she would be, I suppose, she starts to question as to why, why they keep living in this flat, why they can't move forward to just put this world behind them and I suppose it's that kind of time in someone's life where they're they're living just after college they have no idea what they actually want to do with themselves and I suppose the the apartment kind of represents a they're just not what their unwillingness to move forward in any direction at all you know yeah. um so that's kind of what I try to explore in the uh, in the feature you know yes, and it's a very kind of fun stylish way as Absolutely, well and lots yeah, of lots of know. nice kind of little one liners yeah and um, and actually speaking of drawing on personal experience for your writing yours felt so true Aoife when I was watching it it just felt like such like I know all those people I know mm. the friend I know yeah inspired <laughs> by I suppose yeah. inspired by where I was at the time mm. um yes I did I mean well we've all had casual relationships and it's when one yeah. person has stronger feelings than the other and um so yeah so it's it's essentially what goes on in someone's head maybe and how they might fantasize where it will go and um yeah I mean there's obviously it's inspired by life but it's quite heightened yeah um in the sense I've tried to put in some comic moments oh and, yeah so so yeah so I thought it would be a simple little thing to not necessarily explore but just to express and I think it's funny because when I wrote it I didn't think that it would resonate with the amount of people that it has. So it's been nice. People come back to me and say, oh, that's actually quite, you know, relevant in today's modern dating culture. Um, you know, people get hurt in casual relationships, but you power through and you get on with it. And you did a really good job in externalizing her internal strife in very fun ways like that was very kind of sharp writing and and even her her reaction and her kind of goal throughout it 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 was it was really nice to watch and i i just thought you did what you did really well was took her and her friend um her friend as a character and gave them these very well-rounded lives like we've only seen them for like mm. a handful of moments or whatever and like we watching that I felt like they were both real 
It was oh, really, cool. it was really kind of fun to watch that, and you feel like you know them. Like even though it's, like, I really, I really enjoyed that. Was it hard playing the lead role and sort of directing yourself? Oh, terribly, yes. Well, I mean, Kate, Kate directed mm. me. Um, yeah. I, I, I sort of steered the scene with, uh, because we didn't have any time to rehearse myself and Fiona. Um, we, she was actually in another room in the apartment. That was my bedroom at the time in the flat in Dublin. And so she was downstairs in my flatmate's room, but we didn't have a chance to rehearse the scene, get a sharp. So we riffed around it. And, um, some of that is actually there. So, those parts in the in the flat were okay because I'd control over the situation. But there's one little scene in a restaurant and then there's another scene in a park. And that was hugely nerve-wracking for me because um I had gotten the restaurant um Ristorante Romano on Capel Street. And he actually he he was open to us filming there because he also had, had done scenes from Bachelor's Walk back in the day so he he was interested in the in the filming um so but you know we had we only had a certain amount of time that we could be in there and he was also there um doing you know I don't know stock take or something so for me trying to act in the scene but also be aware of the time and hopefully not putting anyone out and then wrapping up and leaving that was uh massively stressful so I thought that I'm going to do an awful job. And that was actually one of my um, big fears uh, when when this, when you know, before we edited it and put it together, I was like, oh gosh, I don't think I'm going to be able to carry this film because I had so much else to think about. I don't know that my performance is going to be any use. Um, luckily, it's not too bad. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, in the, in the park scene as well, we didn't have permission. And I was going, oh no, what if a park ranger turns up and then everyone's going to look at me and I useless in these situations I can't blag I can't lie so anyway um so long story short no I will probably not direct myself again I mean I did okay I did do a short short that we just finished and yes I'm full director on it slash producer slash slash everything and again we did shoot in a bar and again it was really stressful so I think now I understand I can't actually do all of that unless I have a massive budget and loads of time and people making it you know us being allowed to be there for the whole day then maybe but uh when there's time constraints involved it's it's I find it difficult the producer and the production hat are completely different hats to the creative hat yeah like to the writer director mm. and when you're all of that and if you're doing everything <laughs> I was like it's too many it's yeah. too many hats and they clash with one another and I was caterer yeah. as well I just want to throw that in <laughs> and did you have lots of chocolate mousses I had all of them. Yeah, yeah. That was casual. And then in this on this other this little short that I've done, I made all of the sandwiches and I was up all night making sandwiches for people and they really enjoyed them. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> so that, I was very it is good the at most it. important thing to yes. feed your crew. Yeah. <laughs> well that's it, you yeah. know? Because if, if people are unhappy, you wanna make them happy and there's yeah, so 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 all of that is quite stressful. But it's also very fun. Yeah. At this level, you know, when it's when there's no there's no real it's not that there's no stakes involved, but that when it's a purely creative endeavor, I don't mind this it being stressful because I'm doing it for the crack, I'm doing it for fun. I hope that people are entertained, but it's just a great experience for me, kind of learning on the job as well. And you get to create 
and like really create a character that you get to play that's interesting and complex mm. and you're not like Leeds girlfriend or anything like that you know you're well, that's, you're yeah, you're yeah, an yeah. interesting absolutely yeah and that's possibly like agency. my yeah. years of reading for roles where I was literally just kind of the girlfriend or you know too young to be the mother too old to be the girlfriend I'm in that stage of my life now so it's like well if I'm going to be in anything, I may as well just write myself in and do it. Work for Sharon Organ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sharon, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, watch a really good uh, audition short. Casual. Yeah. Very good. Because it's actually that exact kind of dry humour as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay, definitely. She definitely, she's an avid listener. She always says, oh, she, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's, she's always messaging in like... <laughs> But yeah, so like it's a very interesting process. What would be the main lessons you learned from shooting these? Yeah, I suppose, like as you were saying, like the time constraints are always, always crazy. Do you know what I mean? It's like, like I was saying, like the first day of shooting was 13 hours and I was literally delirious by the end of it with (laughs) with exhaustion, you know. But um, I think, I think as you were saying about the different hats between, you know, the different types of roles between like a, the, the director who's the creative role and then the producer, um, who's the more kind of a time management type, type role. And it's very, very hard to have those two things and be those two things at the same time. And never mind then being the, the lead actor then on, on the thing. I don't know. That must have been insane, but, um, you I, had a cameo as well. I did have a little yeah, cameo, yeah. but nowhere near the same. Yeah. You know? um, but I, I think I, I really realized from just even tiny things that I, that, that like the, as I was saying, is like the second or third one, but maybe my first or second one there, like were fairly small and would never have been really seen by anyone. But, you know, the the thing you really learn is to separate yourself from, get a person who you can trust to, be that kind of management producery role on the set so you can and they can constantly kind of be at you saying okay you're actually running about 30 minutes behind here you know you need to wrap this up so you can just focus completely on that and they can wreck your head then about how behind schedule you are the assistant director is is such an important role like we don't yeah and that literally that's that could be the thing that makes or breaks how you know successful your shoot is on that day you know um, and for you to get like you'll spend people can end up spending loads of time on one specific shot and they realize they've 20 left to do and they end up then they've no film because they've spent all their time not realizing how much they've mm-hmm. wasted on one specific shot, you know, so you have to be kind of cutthroat, I suppose, and, you know, know what you can go for and know what is OK to leave behind, you know. Um, which is a very difficult thing for for anyone to do, especially if it's a uh, kind of a pet project or or something like that, you know. Kill your darlings. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. literally, you know, and it's it's a tough thing. I think Darren Aronofsky had a saying about um, you: the film's not finished until you've cut your favorite shot. And <laughs> I think that's a good it's a good little <laughs> saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because it is. It really is true. Yeah, and you read that's a thing you realize too late after you've after you've made your your first your first thing you know Mm. Um, and was there anything that you'd go back and tell past you you'd be like oh my god don't do that yeah I'd say I suppose I would tell myself to relax a bit more and not put so much pressure on it um for a low to no budget short I mean there's no point in getting that stressed out about it because I was I think I don't know because it was my first short and I wanted to I wanted it to be 
uh, not perfect, but I, I guess I just, it was something totally new. So when it was staggered in that way, you know, when things were pushed out, um, for a first short like that, I, I didn't, I didn't have any experience in making anything. And so, uh, I was like, oh, well, this is a three day short. It should take three days. But then it was pushed out. And I thought, I suppose, you know, I thought it was running away from me or I thought, you know, the longer it was pushed out, the less likely it would be to be made. And then I went to the UK and then it was for me never going to get made. But um, I stuck with it and we made it. And I suppose I I felt stressed out around that time because I wasn't sure it was going to be complete. And then I was really worried about what I suppose how I would come across because I, I play the lead role in this. So I was that was another hang up I had, I suppose, about my acting. But now that I'm sort of used to seeing myself a little bit more because all the other uh, things that I'd done before, I obviously saw the complete um, program. So this is I, I don't know, I had some hang up over my voice. So I was watching myself speaking English on a thing and um, actually it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't sound weird. Well, as weird as I might think I do. Um, so, yeah, I suppose I would tell myself to just relax a bit more around it um, until, you know, you get a budget and then you've got more people that you have to answer to. But when you're just making something, you should just have a lot of fun and enjoy the fact that you don't have any real pressure. Um, there's nobody breathing down your neck because they've given you 50 grand or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's like you have ultimate freedom in making something that's low to no budget. Yeah. So enjoy the crack. Yeah. Enjoy the experience. That's it. You get to make your own creative choices. You don't mm -hmm. have to compromise. Yeah. And so they're two very good things. So enjoy it and then have someone there that can kick your ass that you trust. Yeah. <laughs> that will kind yeah. of move the whole thing along. <laughs> so you're able to enjoy it. <laughs> so, uh, Duncan, what are the other um, shorts on the menu for this iteration of Ify? We have a collection of 10 very interesting shorts. Um, one is Mother, directed by Natasha Wall. It is an investigation in the role of a mother in modern day society as she fights for her own space inside her home with a fridge. The mm. family has bought a fridge and she's competing <laughs> for space. We have another film called Ouroboros, which is an uh, a look at the creative process of a struggling actor through a post-apocalyptic dance routine <laughs> through these incredibly insane sets and this it's an it's an insane short um <laughs> you have to see it we have five letters to the stranger who will dissect my brain which is a film about a trinity student coming to terms with mortality and dissecting um actual cadavers um, That's and Carney, isn't it? yes yeah. yes and it's a it's an absolutely amazing film again um, we have Legacy by Michael Barwise. Legacy is a, a film about emotions and genetics and how, and, and ancestry and how they can lead from one generation to the next and how that affects the, the, the physical spaces in Northern Ireland, all through the medium and metaphor of cats. What? Mm, <laughs> that sounds class. <laughs> I need to see how that plays out. Yeah. Um, it it's it's a it's a wonderful piece. It's yeah. uh, it's poetry. It's experimental. It's it's something else. 
we have yeah. our editor yeah. Stephen will like that one he's, he's obsessed with cats I love yeah. cats yeah cats are great and, and just to mention one more we've got Dead Run by a production company Pale Rebel Productions they've screened one at Iffy 2 before that was called Go Home um, it actually won the second Iffy uh, Dead Run is about two individuals racing through the Wicklow Mountains trying to hide a body <laughs> <laughs> and where that will take them I'll leave you to find out oh excellent so there's a completely random themes that really there's something in there that gels really well as yes, well yeah. like the, it's all kind of existential drama or something within, yeah, within yeah. everything it's, so it's I, interesting like yeah. the theme of every single Iffy so far has had a distinct feeling and taste to me um, like making the selection it's not a goal that we have to make it into a particular theme or to chase some sort of idea of what the zeitgeist should be but through watching like 200 short films like something emerges and it becomes itself that's a almost is what film is isn't it it's like this kind of amalgamation of Mm. of separate concepts to become something bigger and than itself that tells a story. So I, I know that I'd say there's that you've, you're going to take people on some journey then. So can you tell me a little bit about the award? The award is what we call the Little Iffy. We select one of the shorts that we are screening and we are marking it out as not the best, but just a little Iffy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, it repre- it, it shows a filmmaker and a team that have done something and I can't always really name what that is, but they've done something. I love this. And it deserves an award. Yes, I like the criteria is like mystery, X factor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unquantifiable, but yeah, quantifiable. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I like that though. Yeah, because sometimes as well, like a film mm. might not have the biggest budget or it might not have the biggest stars attached, but it has something to it. And it's it's hard to put it up against, you know, something that had like mm. 60 grand and a casting director kind of mm. supporting it. So that's kind of nice as well that it's maybe not this is the best film on paper. It's just something that might stick in your head. Maybe yeah. you don't know why, but you're still thinking about mm. it. So that's the mark of something that's making you think I hope they're not going to take it the wrong way (laughs) (laughs) Uh, tell me a little bit more where is it it is is (laughs) where is it (laughs) it is at the Pierce Street Theatre that's right next door to the Trinity Capital Hotel at 7pm on the 23rd of November this month 10 euros at the door or at iffy.ie forward slash tickets with a free wine reception. Sure, wine is 10 <laughs> euros up that, up that neck of the woods anyway. So really, it's like free films with a glass mm. of wine. Yeah, it's we're really looking forward to it. It's going to be a great show. So best of luck with the festival. And that was a brilliant chat. Thanks so much for coming in and chatting with us. <laughs> Thank so you. Much. <laughs>